Welcome to another edition of Under the Bus, where three guys who've been on a few buses in our day, probably been under a few buses in our day too, extol the virtues of sport, but also throw a lot of sports people under the bus. I'm Bob Stevens from ESPN Sports Center's Glory Days, joined by Curry Kirkpatrick of Sports Illustrated's Golden Days and Hall of Fame coach Rich Basirico from Basketball's Golden Days, three old school guys who are, have adapted to the Taylor Swift world. What do you say, Curry, about uh, Tay-Tay and the Super Bowl? Well, I don't know. What is it? It's two days, two days later, and everybody's still talking about this thing, and everybody's dissected it from front sporting event in history only 123 million right i think somebody said it it approached the uh, cbs said it approached the apollo landing for uh for for audiences yeah yeah i think uh, right i didn't see that i was somewhere else i don't know Where, where where were you rich when they landed on mars or wherever they did the moon moon it's apollo landing I have no idea. I know I was alive. I know that, but other than that, I don't know where the heck I was. I but know. I watched this. On, I watched this on Sunday. I just, you know, I think the NFL. Big picture. Big picture here. Yeah. I think the NFL. I think we're in the age of. It's like uh, the the Jordan age in basketball. I mean, it's Mahomes' age. It's Mahomes' time. I think what Jordan won six in in uh, eight years, and. Um, this kid Mahomes has what three and five years. I mean, it's like he's on a different. It's like he's in a different field. He's like a kid on a on a playground, and all the rest of us are just you know choosing him to go first and just go and do it. It's. I mean, he's amazing, don't you think, Rich? No, I, I think he's a great uh, quarterback, one of the best. You know, I in the first half I was like, what is he doing? He's holding on the ball too long. He's. I even texted you guys and said, I know you said here? he's not the goat. He's not the goat. Not, and then of course, the second after the game, I said, he is the goat. I mean, he just came yeah, out he is coming out of the game now. Is he, is he the goat? I, I still have Brady above him. Don't you think? I still have Brady above him. I mean, he's terrific. He's outstanding. Well, he's only, he's outstanding. only halfway. He's only halfway to Brady, but he's not 30 yet either. And Brady won at least four of his after, you know, in his late thirties, I think. Right. Right. So uh, he's well on his way. I just think he plays the game differently than any quarterback I've ever seen, even in Brady. I mean, he survey. He seems to me he contextualizes and he he's he's looking at the game different during the whole game. And in the fourth quarter, he just goes nuts. He go, he's right. he just dominates the thing. And he says, yeah. you know, who didn't think he wasn't going to get the ball on fourth and one right. on third and right. six? I mean, he's just going to take the ball and go. And you've got to figure out a play. Where is he going to go? You know, because he's going to have the ball. Well, uh, you know, he, he when they got the ball back in regulation, it was under two minutes to go, and there was there was seemed like there was no concern. I mean, it was like only less than no, two minutes no, to go. They no. got to drive the field. No big deal, really. No big no, deal didn't. for him. Yeah, yeah. I think it was interesting. You know, of course, I, I was I gonna... look at it as the as the Tiger Nicholas argument in golf. Uh, where Nicholas had the number, he had it up there. Okay, come get it, Tiger. And Tiger was on pace to do it for quite a while, and then yeah. you know he got hurt. Uh, right. And and Jack, so so I guess you know Mahomes is is yeah, I think he's on the way, but he hadn't done it yet. Well, you know, I didn't really pay. I don't know. I didn't pay that much attention to the first half. I thought when he really looked infallible, 
for the for the only time in the game was early in the second half when he threw the interception. And now they're down where well, they're down seven and in um San Francisco has the ball three straight times and they go three and out three straight times. They had the ball to go down and make it a two touchdown game and did not. And that's when they had him on the ropes. Cause Rich, I think you're right. He looked a little confused there where he threw the, the interception, but after that he was just dominant. Oh. I mean, yeah, well, he, that's brought his the, a game. he brought his A game in the second half without a doubt, without a doubt. I, you know, Kansas City kind of upset me in the first half with it. You know, they're, they're behind. They're not playing well at all. San Francisco's driving the ball down their throats. And then Kansas City D-back gets called for slapping the guy in the helmet. How stupid. You're in the Super Bowl. Now you're going to think about, I'm thinking about me now. I want to show the world that I'm a tough guy. I'm not going to let this guy do anything to me. It's a 15-yard penalty. I would have been living with him at halftime. I mean, I, I, I guarantee you Kelsey and some of those guys jumped that guy for sure. He went on well, to be, I mean, what, whatever happened, he went on to be a critical guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ayuk and uh, uh, the other wide receiver for the 49ers were really pretty much worthless after that yeah. because of the job those two cornerbacks did. Right. Yeah, well, they did their well, secondary is terrific. It really is. Well, Go ahead. well speaking, speaking of jumping, uh, how about Kelsey jumping Andy Reid? What do we think about that, Rich? I mean, I mean, he went – I mean, he that went after me, bumped him. Shocked me. He bumped. I mean, him. it's stunning. It was stu over. It was stunning. Yeah. And Andy Reid, they both joked about it afterward. Of course, they won the yeah. game. Yeah. But um, Rich, have you ever had one of your guys come up and bump you and say, <laughs> no. "No, you're not no, going to." No. What? Not what would you? School, have done? High school kids. High school kids don't do that. You know, yeah. 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 They, they don't do that. But yeah, right. I was shocked when that <laughs> happened. I was like stunned. Like, what is going on here? What do you think? What do you think, guys like Belichick or uh, Jimmy Johnson or people like that would have, if that had happened to them in the Super Bowl? Don't they sit his ass down for the rest of the game? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think they do, but you know, to be honest with you, I don't think anybody would have done that to Belichick. I, I really, Don Shula, none of those guys. They would, they wouldn't have done it. They just wouldn't have done I, it. I, did you ever see anybody? In all the years Belichick coached, I'm trying to think of any time any player even came up to say. Good evening, coach. <laughs> to Belichick yeah, once yeah, the game started. They never yeah. they were never within 20 uh, yards of it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> all right. Yeah, let's well, all the Dynasty? Are you buying the, the the talk about dynasty? To me, yeah, dynasty oh, I, oh, oh, we're in the mid and Oh no, 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 we're the Lakers and the Yankees. This isn't a dynasty yet. No, I Win disagree. We're in, we're we're in the what, Bob? It's what three and five years, and they yeah. played in another one. Oh, I think it's a dynasty. I'm, I mean, I think we're in the midst of a dynasty. I said that about Mahomes. I just think we're 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 his playground, and he's 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 just. I mean, are are you going to bet against him next year? The odds are already against him next year, and he's right. he's using that already. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a dynasty. Yeah, I do, for sure. Let me ask you this: What do you? With free agency, with free agency, if they lose some, if they lose some of those guys, that would that could make a big difference? Well, and Kelsey's only got what a couple more years with Mahomes yeah. and a couple right. of those other guys, but the defense is very young, as we see, and guys come along who who will want to play with Mahomes. You don't think in free agency you want to go play with Mahomes? I'm going to um, say, yeah, that, that's what I where I wanted to go. Imagine if he gets a Mike Evans or a Michael Pittman or a Stefan Diggs, guys who are all free agents, can go yeah. anywhere. Imagine if he actually gets a receiver that can catch the ball. 
<laughs> it might not be fair. Let me ask you. Let me. I, I want to know. I want to know from Rich and and Bob, yeah. maybe. Uh, what do you think of the overtime decision to take the ball or or go second? I would. I would have won second. I would. I would. But here's the crazy thing. They say that some of the players didn't even know the rules. Well, that's they didn't know yeah. The rules for overtime that would change that, from the past. That's unfair. Both teams get the ball. But you, don't you tell your captain when you go out there, he knows that the captain is, they're going to get the, they're the visitors, 49ers are the visitors. So that if it's there, it goes their way with a flip, he gets the choice. Do you not tell that guy that we want it second? Well, and it's it's unforgivable to me that, that they didn't know the rules, that they don't know the rules. I mean, they're professionals. I saw afterward, even, even the fullback for uh, San Francisco, Juzak, uh, he was on the podium and he said, I had no idea the rules had changed. I had no idea what, what the oh, rules were. This guy wow. is from Harvard. Okay. <laughs> this guy is from Harvard and his wife is became famous in the last few weeks. She's the one that designed the jackets right. that Taylor Swift wore the 87 jacket. That's his wife. That's Judex's right. wife. She's become a bigger name as he is, but the guy went to Harvard and he doesn't know the rules. Are you kidding me? I mean, but then again, Rich, did you hear what Mahomes said about um, um, who's the guy that caught the touchdown pass? Who's the guy that uh, oh, caught the uh, winning touchdown pass? McCole Hardman, yeah. McCole yeah. Hardman. They came uh, over from the Jets. He came over from the well, Jets. Mahomes said, the Mahomes said after the game, he said today or, so, or yesterday or something, he said, you know, I looked at the guy. He had no idea we had won the game. I said, <laughs> dude, we just won the Super Bowl. He had, Hardman had no idea. So both sides apparently, uh, <laughs> and uh, um, I mean, and you remember Hardman afterwards said, he said, I thought I blacked out. He said, I blocked yeah. out for a minute. I think he was embarrassed that he didn't really know the rules. He realized afterward he won the Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> how many times what was did he these on guys? The field during the season? How many times was on the field? He, don't, he didn't, honestly, he wasn't on every play. It's a shock that was, he was even in the game at that time. Yeah, well, and yeah. The, I mean, he had not spent a lot of time on the field, no, for sure. Not at all. Well, and, and the fact is, of course, he's a former Jet, so he probably wouldn't know the rules. <laughs> Except he was on the Chiefs last year, That's and, right. they, and they had thrown him overboard in the offseason. Hey, I'm going to stick he's up. Won, I'm won, stick won, up by, the way, by the way, Hardeman has won as many Super Bowls as Mahomes. He's won three. I didn't realize that. He's been on go. three Chiefs teams. <laughs> There you go. Um, so you're going to stick up with Shannon. Yeah, I, Shanahan. I do. Yeah, I, I thought you know a point that Tony Tony Romo made that nobody else made that for the uh, San Francisco taking the ball first and Shanahan was that he thought that his defense was gassed. Mahomes had just driven the field at the end of regulation, and his defense was exhausted, and he didn't want to put them right right back out there. That that was Romo's take. I thought that was yeah, an interesting. But, and 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 he also Shanahan also wanted it neck. He wanted it third. Third, if yeah. He, yeah. He did what he did. Kansas City does what he does. If, if Kansas City kicks a field goal, then it's sudden death. Then that's the whole point. First score wins, and right. and Shanahan. That, that was Shanahan. So I don't. I almost that, that, I don't throw was... anybody under the bus on this Super Bowl. That's scary. We should be doing it to somebody. I don't throw anybody <laughs> under the bus. Well, uh, how about some of the celebrities? I mean, what do we have to say? I mean, <laughs> I mean, there were so many celebrities at this game, including Taylor, that, uh, you know, she had a hard time. I, I mean, there was Jay-Z and Beyonce and Lady Gaga and Paul Rudd. And 
I read Elon Musk was there and uh, Martha Stewart and Gavin Newsom, our next president, yeah. uh, et cetera, et, et cetera, et cetera. I was interested though in the Taylor, in the, you know, the suite that Chelsea, I mean, uh, Chelsea, that's my daughter, Kelsey, apparently yes. spent $1 million on the suite Taylor to get all the, the money. to, to get both. Money. The, well, said Kelsey bought it. Come on. Well, that, uh, but anyway, he got he got all the family. He wanted all the families in there. It was big enough. And Taylor brought her girlfriends, you know, Ice Spice, whoever that is, and uh, the great Blake Lively and a girl named Kaylee Teller. Blake Lively's husband is Ryan Reynolds, who's um, Deadpool in, in the right. movie. And and uh, Kaylee Teller's husband is Miles Teller, who's who is Top Gun. So they had Deadpool and Top Gun. They didn't even get tickets. I mean, they, their wives got tickets and they didn't. What's the story here? <laughs> I would be, I would be peeled, wouldn't you? I mean, well, well, you throw under the bus, Bob, the Super Bowl. I heard it was one hundred and sixty-four percent up from last year's Super Bowl. The cost of tickets, concession. All that. It's I mean, to get, a, to get a suite, it was between eight hundred thousand to two million dollars. That's ridiculous. Somebody right. bought a Pepsi and a Gatorade, twenty-three dollars. I mean, you're just ripping people off right and left, but people pay the price. They pay the price. That, that's it. As long as, as long as they'll pay it. Um, well, but it was, it was worth right? it. It was worth it just to see the the Taylor Trey yeah. Trey Travis kiss afterwards, though, wouldn't it? I mean, they'd have, they'd <laughs> have paid their lives to see that you know politics got involved too did you see this that that trump said right before the game that there's no way that taylor would you know they're so terrified taylor swift is going to endorse biden and trump said there's no way she's going to do that because she owes she she should thank me for all the money i made her by passing the music preservation act whatever that is i mean nobody knows nobody knows what he nobody knows what he's talking about and then Biden, you know, Biden afterwards, he went on TikTok and, you know, he kidded all the conspiracies. He said, that's just the way we drew it up. Just the way we drew it up. You know, for the second year in a row, Biden didn't do the uh, t the halftime interview. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think his handlers didn't want didn't want him to get on there and, you know, say something about I can't wait to see uh, Lenny Dawson throw a pass to uh, to uh, Ronnie Lott. Throw the old pigskin around. I mean, Body it's too bad. To forget anything. Yep, yep. It's too bad. I want to see Joe at halftime. Favorite commercial? Oh, uh, I got Dunkin I got, Donuts. Donuts. Oh, yeah. Buy a, buy a lot. Buy a lot. That was great. See J-Lo in the studio and Ben Affleck trying to do a rap deal with his, with his Boston homies. Tom Brady and Matt Damon. I love J Lo's expression, and she said, "Get you know, get everybody get out of here." And then she said, "Tom, you can stay." <laughs> that, was, that, was that was that was the best. You know, you can buy those jogging suits now through Dunkin' Donuts for sixty bucks. Really? Wow. Oh wow! I think I'll Listen, you'll have one on next week. Yeah, you know, be, before halftime, there were so many commercials for the halftime show. What was on? I mean, as if people are going to change the channel at the well, halftime. I walked out of the room. I couldn't watch. The well, I couldn't watch it. Just well, I think I. Favorite I think commercial, I, coach. Oh, back to commercials or doing halftime? I oh, love the. Of course, I, I don't want to talk about halftime. 
halftime. I love. I'm uh, I'm such a Christopher Walken fan. I love the Christopher Walken for BMW. Everybody doing their impressions of Walken as he met them. That was very funny. I thought. You got one, Bob. What? Yeah, Bob. Little, what did how you about like? The little babies. The babies playing pickleball. Uh, pickleball. Uh, pick I thought that. Yeah, was yeah, good. yeah. That's like yeah. good. I, I, I had like seen that in the State Farm commercials. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like that. Was like, that was good. That was that. That was my number three. And then of course of course Beyonce trying to break the internet. I'm sure everybody voted for that for that one. <laughs> um, yeah. And the Clyde the color of the Gatorade that was purple. poured on uh, Andy Reid was purple. No, I would have guessed no. I would I would have guessed orange. I would have guessed orange. I didn't get that one. Yeah, Rich, Rich bet on purple and he bet a lot of money. So he he's Rich well, is buying lunch this week because he okay. got that one right. All right, enough enough Super Bowl. We got to talk college hoops. I got a great number for both of you guys when we come back. Uh, we're going to talk about the sport that made Curry famous, college hoops. It is crazy out there. His heels even lose to Clemson for the second time in three generations. Unbelievable. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got to throw somebody out of the bus right after this. We welcome you back to Under the Bus, Curry Kirkpatrick and Rich Basirico, along with me, Bob Stevens. Uh, we're waiting for Caitlin Clark to set the women's record. That's going to happen later this week, eight points behind, and they're playing at home to Michigan. She's got 150 to go to catch Pistol Pete. You think she's going to make it, Curry? Well, that's my boy. I hope not. I'm getting bored with Caitlin Clark. She was old for the fourth quarter the other night. Come on. I mean, what, what's the deal? Everybody's watching Caitlin Clark. I'm, I'm still watching the men. Uh, you right. mentioned my Tar Heels. Yes. And I mean, it's no embarrassment to lose to Clemson, Bob, even if it was the second time in 100, 100 years or something. I mean, I think, you know, Clemson got jobbed at Duke. They barely lost to Virginia. They're, uh, I don't think anybody wants to play. They're a pretty good team. Nobody wants to play them in the state. I'm going to think they're, they're going to get in the tournament, and I wouldn't want to play them. Rich, I'm going to set you up here, coach. Okay. After last night when Texas Tech killed Kansas, right? It's the 33rd time that a top 10 team has lost on the road to an unranked opponent this year. That's already, and we've still got half the month of February to go, already right. the most for a season, for an entire season. And it's already yeah. happened 33 times. That's, um, that's crazy, it, isn't it? When you think about it, it's crazy. That well, there's there's more balance in college basketball for sure. And also, in, I think basketball is the sport that when you play on the road, the whole team has a huge advantage. And also with officials. I mean, we watch that happen all the time. You know, home officials, I mean, I think home teams have the advantage for whatever reason in terms of officiating. But it, it's, it's different than playing in a football stadium. Every arena is different. The background is different when you're shooting. Um, but home teams, I mean, you look at – Look at even some of the mid-major teams that have the advantage at home in terms of there'll be four and uh, 15 playing a team that's 15 and four and they beat the team. Um, I'm, I don't, I'm not throwing any names out here, but it, it's kind of crazy. Home court advantage is huge uh, in college basketball. And of course, then when you get in the NCAA playoffs, you play at neutral sites, so it's a, it's a, it changes, obviously. 
But yeah, Kansas, Kansas. I said to you guys before, Kansas is overrated. They're overrated. Well, rich, rich, they're rich. Still win it all. Rich, they're they're not playing with their best player. Their I best player hasn't played in two games. They they also have guys injured. Kansas, Kansas at home. Speaking of home and at and home away, is huge. They are such a different team at home. Right. When they play yeah. in Allen Fieldhouse, it's almost impossible to beat them. And right. you know they had a great win over Baylor at home. They beat Houston. Houston. They didn't embarrass right. Houston at home. But they're right. playing without they were playing without McCullers. Um, the point guy got hurt uh, against uh, Texas Tech. Uh, and uh, you know Texas Tech has a kid named Walton who started out at North Carolina, and he couldn't get off the bench. Be you know why? Because he's a terrific shooter, and we don't like shooters at North Carolina. We don't recruit <laughs> shooters, and we don't like them. We never can shoot, so they got rid of him. He's one of the best shooters in the country now, playing a big factor in Texas Tech. Rich, I want to ask you about some of these scores. Oh, you love these scores. How about Virginia? How about um, Miami, which can really play? Okay, right. they have some really terrific really players. Miami goes to Virginia and gets thirty-eight points yeah. in the whole game. Rich, yeah. thirty. They get beat sixty to thirty-eight. Now they go home and they play us at North North Carolina on the weekend. They get forty-two at the half. They had thirty-eight in the game, and then they get forty-two at the half. And you know we barely escaped Miami. I, you know, it's like you're saying it's the home court, and it, it really is. And that the one sport talks baseball, football, soccer, basketball has home nothing, court. Nothing it's like huge. this. It's huge. Virginia just plays Rick Curry. You know, following them, they're very deliberate offensively. They're strong defensively. Back line defense. The well, there's. They're very quietly have moved up to be one of the, you know, one of the contending teams in the yeah. ACC. And they're going to, they're going to get a big seat if they, you know, they're going to get us at home. I think they're going to get Duke at home as well. If they beat both of them, I mean, they're going to be a, a top seed. They're going to be a really good, high seed. Their record is terrific. If they win, beat those teams. You yeah. guys, yeah. you guys say yeah. all that about home court. Kentucky's now lost three straight at That's home. That's right. Yeah. The last yeah. time that happened, you know who their point guard was? Call Pat Riley. Who? Oh, Pat Riley. Pat Riley. Yeah, Pat wow. Riley was there. That's a great. That's a great wow. stat. Nineteen sixty-six. Adolph Rupp was still the coach. They weren't even in Rupp Arena yet. Not ten Rich, years away from. Rich, the that's stat man, got us again. What a great, what a great stat that is. That's a great. I, stat. Uh, Wisconsin's lost you know, four in a row. You guys were talking them up last week. You know when they when they when Kentucky lost to Gonzaga on the on the weekend, and Gonzaga hadn't had a big win all year. They can't beat wow. anybody. And they go into Rupp and they beat Kentucky. And Calipari, you know, they're all shouts of fire, Calipari. You can hear it in the stands now. This yeah. happens every year when Kentucky goes on a losing streak. That's Rich, right. my boy, my boy Rob Dillingham, Calipari didn't didn't get him off the bench in the second half of that game. There's something going on there. I mean, maybe uh, he something him during the first half, like Kelsey did with uh with Andy Reid. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, how about I, I, Rich? How about Rich? You love, you know, I watched Alabama Auburn uh, early in the week and um, there were 80 fouls in that game, Rich, 80, 80 go. fouls. And right. uh, Auburn, Auburn took 50 foul shots yeah. and made 40 and ran out Alabama, of course, at home and in the rivalry. And then Auburn goes into Florida and they get their ass absolutely right. boat yes. ran, boat rushed. That's right. And so the here's a coach I want to throw on a bus right away, which we can do every week. Bruce Pearl, 
one of the more <laughs> obnoxious, one of the more obnoxious in the land. He goes after he gets beat by Florida. He goes, you know, what I'm paying the price for is my first two years at Tennessee, where I beat the national champion, the, the, the two-time national champion Florida team, three times in four games. He says nobody seems to talk about that, so I have to talk about that. Oh, listen, God. listen, Pearl, oh. Pearl. Here's what I want to talk about at Auburn against Florida. You're three and nine. So let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about that. I mean, how does how do these coaches? How can they get up there and say stuff like that? I mean, they have no he's promoting conscience. himself. He's promoting himself. I know they they, they have no conscience. Speaking of who do we? Who what other coaches? I know. Oh wait a minute! I know another guy. I'll throw under Rick Patino again. He's on. He's <laughs> on this show. He's on his show every year. Getting how does he ever get out from under the bus? The guy can't get out from under. No. So he he beats DePaul, okay? He runs out DePaul, which is like a high school team. And there's all these rumors that his son, Richard Patino, who coaches at New Mexico, is going to get the job opening at DePaul. So Patino, after the game, he comes out and says, no, no, no. And he says, I've got a, I've got a, a plan in place where he's going to succeed me at St. John's. What? So he's, he's already got this royalty succession in line where Patino stops the Patino. So the so the, the internet went crazy. So everyone went in a furor. What 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 what? And so now Rick uh, plays Marquette the next game. And of course, yeah. he gets his ears blown off, and they get destroyed. 15. He was up yeah, he's 15, up fifteen, you know. and he loses. Yeah. You know, and they get run out again. So he comes out after the game. He said, "Oh wait, about the DePaul thing. I was only kidding." He says, I was only kidding. Yeah, yeah, Rick. Yeah, Rick. You know, Meanwhile, also, there are also rumors in Oklahoma that Porter Moser has had it to knock down that he's going to go to DePaul. Why is DePaul such a great job all of a sudden? Why would you want to really, go there? Really? <laughs> he's got a better a, job at Oklahoma. Richard has a better job at New Mexico than Oh, I know. Well, he can't win in the DePaul can't win in the Big East. Come on, it's a joke. Well, but but last how time about it was Ray Myers when Ray Myers was his last time? Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised uh, Bob doesn't have a stat for us on that. Last time DePaul was any good, George Mikan. No, actually, <laughs> um, they were pretty good during the Aguirre days. Yeah, Aguirre uh, they days. were, uh, and 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 Joey Meyer had a couple of winning seasons, didn't he? A couple. Yeah. yeah, but but not many, and, and ended up getting fired there. Uh, let's let's take a quick break. About, uh, we're going to come back. Yeah, how about, I just want to point out one more coach under the bus. Speaking of the Big East, how about how about our boy Ed Cooley at uh, Georgetown, who did a great job, you know, rebuilding Providence. He gets to Georgetown. He's now one in ten in the Big East. He's at Seton Hall the other day. Some Seton Hall kid. Did you see this? He yells at Cooley. He yells out, "Hey Cooley, that's seven million per per win." Because he got this incredible <laughs> contract, which ruffled a lot of people. And the kid yells out, hey, Cooley, that's $7 million per win. And Cooley shouts back at him, you know what? I'm rich as a mother. He says, I'm rich. <laughs> he yells back at him. He yells back at the kid. I'm rich as a mother. I'm rich as S. And then he says, after all, I was just joking with the kid. He says, but, you know, Nothing can get under my skin. I'm coaching at the, in the Big East at Georgetown. What can get under my skin? Well, apparently a kid, a student yelling at him, hey, Cooley, that's seven million per win. <laughs> a, a perfect note to go to break. Everyone ponder that one. We're going to come back and uh, uh, talk about all kinds of stuff. We're going to catch up uh, on a lot of okay. stuff when we come back under the bus. 
We welcome you back. Bob Stevens along with Rich Basirico and Curry Kirkpatrick. Um, Tiger makes his first start this week at uh, Riviera. It's the tournament that has his name with it. He's the kind of the sponsor. He has even showed up the last couple of years to, to hand the trophy to somebody else. Riviera, of course, is the one course he has always played that he's never won on. Uh, he has also come back now with a new clothing line. He's not going to win this week either. No, come on, Bob. Come on. Come on. Weird stuff. I like my right. own cl clothing line. I like this one. I'm, I'm not going to wear tight. You're better. Tuna skin. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're Mr. Golf. I'm surprised you didn't bring up the tournament last year where or last week in Phoenix where everybody started getting in fights. They had to close the, too much alcohol. They had to close the gates. I, I can go there. It's curious that, that that all happens in Phoenix, where it always happens. Things always get out of control in Phoenix. Too many people and too much beer. The, guy, the tournament ends up getting won by a Canadian, Nick Taylor. And, of course, Phoenix is full of Canadians, so that probably adds to it a little bit. Uh, but Nick Taylor is the one. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Phoenix is full of Canadians? Where'd you get that stat? Scottsdale. Arizona, they all go to the snowbirds in the winter. Come on. I want to ask You're you a question. You're down in Florida right now. I want to ask you a question. You better have this ready for me. Where did my Frenchman finish in Phoenix? I don't think he played. Oh, in well, Phoenix. he was probably afraid of the beer cans being hurled at him because yeah. he's a Frenchman. <laughs> he was probably I do want to mention bread. one thing about Nick Taylor, the winner, Canadian, big deal, a lot of roaring going on. He has not bought a beer since that big long putt he made last summer to win the Canadian Open. Oh, that's and he right. He never that's, have yeah. to buy a beer, certainly north of the border, ever again. The one Canadian to win the Canadian Open. Wow. I forget. I forget these guys that can come out of nowhere to win to win again. I don't even know know their names. I think you need a big one. When is one of these big names going to win one of these early tournaments? Be nice. There'll probably be one this week. It's a, again a limited field. Well, I'm going to predict. I'm going to predict uh, Tiger doesn't get to uh, Saturday. I'm going to predict that. I think it's no cut. Um, I'm not sure if there's a cut this week or not. Well, speaking there's, of Riviera, speaking yeah. of Riviera, I've been to Riviera. I've played tennis at the Riviera Country Club with Clint Eastwood. Can wow. you believe that? Yeah, I was doing a story on Illy Nastasi. Bob, remember we did the thing on Illy, yeah. and I was out there doing a. They were playing the uh, an LA tournament there, and um, yeah, Nastasi was practicing at, at Riviera, so I went out and and hit with him. And there was Clint Eastwood hanging around, so I met him. So that was an unforgettable. Did you play, did you play against him? No, no. Well, I could beat him in tennis. I know that. I once saw him playing tennis. You know, he wasn't a very good tennis player. I could take him in tennis. I should have done that. I should have challenged Clint. Clint said, Clint. This is not your day, whatever you say. <laughs> I got one more. Can, before we go into miscellaneous, can I get one more yes. coach thrown on the bus? I know, I know you saw this, Rich. Wow. My boy, my boy Brent Langdon Williams, nicknamed Buzz Williams. Buzz Williams, the coach of Texas AM. Yeah. You know, he still is wearing the vests and ties and wow. stuff. So I he gets in it. Yeah, he's getting in it, and he's blowing out Tennessee, which is another top ten team on right. the road against an unranked right. team, and they're getting their boats blown off. But it's down to about twelve, and they make a free throw. They make a three point on and one. Texas A&M does. Tennessee throws the ball in real quick, and Buzz 
runs out in the court because he wants a timeout. Well, he didn't get the timeout quick enough. He runs out in the court and he, Rich, you saw this. Did you see that? He ran to half court with right. his suit and his vest on and he's screaming <laughs> and he's waving and, and players are running by him and they don't, they give him the timeout finally. And, yeah. and uh, Barnes, Rick Barnes goes Rick nuts. Barnes he says, hey, where's the technical? Where's the technical? That's a T. Tee him up. Tee him up. They don't tee him up. And Buzz Williams over there just smirking. <laughs> I mean, have you ever had that happen to you, Rich, a posing coach, or you run out and not get the timeout? No, I've never seen a coach. I mean, he was in the middle of the floor. He was in, and he's middle of the play. He was in the middle of the play. Play was still going on <laughs> as they're running down the court. I mean, it was a safety issue, if nothing else. I well, thought, you know, Jimmy Dykes was doing the game on TV, former coach. He said, the guy's got to get teed up. Uh, he said, you know, I would have gave him, I would have gave him two and out. He's gone. I mean, that's a, don't you think that's a court advantage again? There's your home court advantage. He's playing at home. Yep. If he was on the road, he wouldn't have gotten a tee. Without well, doubt, see, Rich, the thing is, he didn't get the timeout in time, right? I know. I understand. He didn't call it in time. You know, this is a big deal. Um, I remember a game, North Carolina, Kentucky in Memphis, Elite Eight game to go to the Final Four, final seconds. Kentucky scores. Carolina throws the ball in real quick, gets it up the floor, and Luke May makes a shot to beat Kentucky, the gun to send us to the Final Four. We eventually win the championship. I mean, it's one of the historical shots in North Carolina history. They asked after the game, they asked Patin, I mean, they asked Calipari, why did you call a timeout? He said, I didn't get time. They got the ball in so fast. I didn't have time. To, I didn't get time, which is exactly what happened the other night. Yeah. And Buzz yeah. Williams is running out in the court to stop play. I mean, come Wait on. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're, 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 you're saying Calipari played it straight. I don't believe that. He admitted it. Yeah, he admitted it. He said, I didn't get the timeout fast enough. I mean, Rich, coaches got to take. You'll appreciate this, Rich. I, I once knew a famous high school basketball coach back in Oklahoma who was getting into it with an official. And he always had a towel over kind of around his neck or over his right. shoulder, you know, kind of like John Thompson. Anyway, he threw the towel up into the air. And yeah. the referee said, when that towel hits the floor, it's your knee. <laughs> Well, the towel got uh, wrapped around the uh, up in the rafters. Got really? wrapped around the oh, bar. Oh up in no, the rafters. no, no! It never the, came the down. He just walked away and. <laughs> wow! Wow! The wow, coach wow. got away with it. <laughs> I got. I I have a funny one for that happened with me. I was. Yeah. Uh, we were playing. Actually, a friend of mine was the opposing coach, and during the game, I it was. I took my sport jacket off when he used to wear sport jackets, and I threw it on the ground, and I stepped on it a couple of times. And, um, well, before that, I should take a step back. Before that, he got a technical foul. So this is a couple minutes later, and I took taking my jacket and threw it on the ground. I kept on stepping on it. And he points to the official and goes, how does he not get a technical foul? Look what he's doing. And the official said, coach, that's his jacket. He can do whatever he wants to it. <laughs> so I never got a technical foul. <laughs> hey, speaking, speaking of referees, um, since tomorrow is Valentine's Day, I want to give a tribute to my favorite referee, TV Teddy Valentine. Oh, yeah. he was on last <laughs> it's still, still working last night, still working. I mean, yeah, legendary. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, he works every night. I think the guy's amazing. You know, there's a great story about Teddy that he um, he was never a player and he was never a coach except in junior high school. He was a, he was a gym teacher or something. And, and the coach who went on pregnancy leave or something, he went and coached one junior high school girls game he was the coach 
He got a technical in the first half. He got another technical first half. He got a third technical first half. The referee threw him out of the game. <laughs> and as he's leaving the court, the principal of the school is there and says to Teddy Valentine, you'll never coach another game, which he didn't. <laughs> which he didn't. And he became a rev. He has sure decided a whole lot of games, though, huh? He had some great run-ins with Knight. You know, he threw Knight out. He wasn't afraid to th throw, throw Knight out. I think he might have been the referee the night that uh, Bobby Knight threw the chair across the court. He might have been. Oh, he, wow. He should have been. That would have been, have been a pretty easy tee. I could have called that one. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Final thoughts, Coach? Uh, looking forward for, since football's over, I'm looking forward to college basketball continuing you know, with these great games. Every night there's some really good games. Last night, just so, not to throw in a bus, just to give praise to, Williams from Texas Tech scored 30 and didn't miss a shot. He was 12. Didn't miss a shot. Yeah. Didn't miss a yeah. That's pretty darn good. Good stuff. Curry? Can, can I do a, a, re, a redo on my boy Lionel Messi? Because I don't <laughs> yeah. know if you found out the fallout of this when he didn't show up, you know, in uh, in Hong Kong and the, all the uh, all the fans start chanting, refund, refund, refund. Well, this week, the Hong Kong uh, Society, whatever sports association, decided to do a refund. They're giving 50% back to all the fans. It's going to cost them $5.5 million. Wow. So, but, you know, the fallout of this is that, you know, there was a, a, a Hong Kong politician. I got her name, Regina Ip. She was furious. She doesn't want Messi to be allowed ever in, the, in Hong Kong again. She said his lies and hypocrisy are disgusting. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in Argentina, how about this? The Argentina World Championship team, which is, had scheduled a, a uh, series of matches in China, have, the Chinese have canceled their match because of this, because of Messi, because wow. of Messi not, not, not playing in the game. And they were supposed to play in uh, Hang Chow and... Uh, and I, I love this. When, when the Hang Chow Commission canceled the game, they said the conditions are immature for the match to go forward. The conditions are too immature, which sounds like a, a legacy for this show, actually. But <laughs> <laughs> the conditions are too immature for us to go forward. <laughs> I, I, I've had a lot of numbers this week. I got one more going out or one more list for you this week to wrap things up. Guys who have three professional championships, three rings, and two MVPs in their first seven seasons in the league. There are only seven people who are on that list. Bill Russell and Larry Bird, Joe DiMaggio and Mickey Mantle, Stan wow. Musial, Guy Lafleur from hockey, and Patrick Mahomes. Oh, wow. 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 Nice Good little stat, list. Bob. Good stat. Nice little list. The, the stat man always comes through, yeah. Rich. Our boy. Hey, our, our thanks to our producer, Justin Jarrett, uh, and also our uh, assistant producer this week, Wes Kerr. Thanks to him All right, for Wes. keeping us straight. All right, for Wes. Rich Basirico and Curry Kirkpatrick, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. Under All the right. bus. Ciao.